0: Welcome to The Mindset Mashup. I'm your host, Michelle Sorrow, TV host on Extra, master brand strategist, author on gratitude, and co-founder of Mindset Programs. And I dig deep to bring you closer to your best life in this lively, unfiltered, and heart-centered podcast. The Mindset Mashup is a compilation of real talks, focused on epic mindset rituals and routines to help you get after your passion and potential. Tune in each Monday for inspirational guests who reveal their mindset must to help you optimize what matters most, self-love, impact, fulfillment. I'm so excited that you're here. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to the Mindset Mashup. I am beyond honored for my next guest, Danielle Laporte. Oh gosh, guys, wait until the very end. You've got to listen to the full episode. She offers you a prayer as the closing part of this talk. It's so beautiful and so divinely orchestrated and needed. You know that how those things happen. You're like, I didn't even know I was looking for that and that happened. It's one of those kinds of talks. Every part of this. There are truth bombs dropped along the way. Some beautiful nuggets and pearls of wisdom that only Danielle Laporte could imbue upon us. And it's really cool. We get up inside rituals and routines. Gosh, how her, you know, discovering that she had mono last year and how that then evolved in her deciding that she was no longer going to be a workaholic. She's now recovering and what that has helped her to create in life and to be super conscious of, of being more simplistic and having a life more of ease, especially that work-life balance that she was sort of allergic to in the past, but now fully honors. Sleeping more, being in the flow more and what that looks like, how to recognize it, how to harness it. And by the way, we also (laughs) you know me, unafraid to go anywhere. We talked a lot about love and a romantic partnership and what that could look like and how she's truly more ready now than ever and how she feels like she's been prepared in a way where she knows that she could recognize it when she sees him, or I think in her words, she'd probably say feels him. So this was a really great conversation. Let's find Danielle Love. Yes. Oh, by the way, she doesn't need anything. She's whole and complete on her own. So beautifully so. But of course, I can't wait to witness her greatest love story unfold yet. Anyway, let's give her a proper intro for those of you who are not fully aware of the scope of the presence and mission that Danielle has had on this planet. Let me just break it down right here. Daniela Port is an invited member of Oprah Super Soul 100, a group who, in Oprah Winfrey's words, is uniquely connecting the world together with a spiritual energy that matters. She's the author of White Hot Truth. Clarity for keeping it real on your spiritual path from one secret to another. The Firestarter Sessions and the Desire Map, a guide to creating goals with soul. The book that's been translated into eight languages, evolved into a yearly day planner system, which by the way is now digital. You can get it as a download and we'll offer those nuggets in the resources of my website. You can get that also on her website, daniellaport.com. But this desire map has also turned into a top 10's iTunes app and an international workshop program with licensed facilitators in fifteen countries. Named one of the top 100 websites for women by Forbes, millions of visitors. Go to Danielleport.com every month for her truth bombs and what's been called the best place online for kick-ass spirituality. She's a speaker. A poet, a painter, and a former business strategist and Washington, D.C. think tank exec, Entrepreneur Magazine calls Danielle equal parts poet and entrepreneurial badass, edgy, contrarian, loving, and inspired. Yes. Her charities of choice, which she speaks about here. In our talk are a few, Eve Ensler's V-Day, a global movement to end violence against women and girls, and Charity Water, setting out to bring safe drinking water to everyone in the world. And then she speaks about how a third of, I believe it was a third of their philanthropic endeavors, go to uh, disaster relief, like on-the-ground emergency relief, which is just So admirable. And she lives in Vancouver, BC, with her favorite philosopher, her 14-year-old son. This is a powerful conversation. And it's just, you know, it's connected. It feels soulful and real. And that's obviously what I love to bring you. I love her definition of fulfillment. And I just love that she was so generous with her time and her heart. And I know you guys are going to feel the same. So without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with Danielle Laporte. My new friend. (laughs) You'll get what I mean in a moment. All right, guys. I was just mentioning before I hit record that I'm like not a single white female stalker of yours, but almost. I feel like we really (laughs) could be friends. So is it okay (laughs) with you if I just assume that we are for this talk?
1: Oh yeah, let's just be friends. Yeah, we already are.
0: Let's just invite each other over for like, you know, a green juice or some celery juice. You're totally into the medical medium, just like me. See, we're twins.
1: Yeah, I'm totally into medical medium. I think Anthony Williams' work is, well, it's saving lives. I mean, you just go to his Instagram feed and and you can see what he's done. It's pretty remarkable. How did you come across him? Friend of a friend told me about him. I was actually fortunate enough, this is like three or four years ago, to have a reading with him about my health. And, you know, in my estimation, he's the real deal.
0: Yes.
1: And, you know, his protocols his belief system. They're really woven into how I take care of myself. And he really came through for me or his work really came through for me. Really, it was this time last year when I finally figured out, it took so many months and blood tests to figure out that I had mono, mm. which is you know an offshoot of Epstein-Barr. And mm. so I've, I've gone medical medium way and I have my vitality back. I was just going to say, yeah. So what did that
0: impact? Obviously vitality, but did you, I mean, just on a vanity thing, like, did you lose weight? Not like, as <laughs> everyone is listening. come on, let's just be real for a moment. Medical <sighs> PM is not only saving lives around the world, but he's also getting people to their optimal, you know, weight, whatever that might be, but just feeling better and having more energy and vitality.
1: Mm-hmm. Are you experiencing that? I did. And I will say, I mean, I lost... I, this is the first time I've discussed this. I lost over 35 pounds. <gasps> that's um, the chills
0: because you don't look like you had 35 pounds <laughs> to lose. I mean, amazing yeah. and
1: gorgeous. But wow, oh, that's profound. But I also, I want to say that medical medium protocol isn't the only thing I was doing. I work with this amazing, very eccentric homeopath in LA, hmm. but just to back it up, like all women, humans listening if your immune system is compromised mm. you can't lose weight effectively like we're so we're so cart before the horse <laughs> you know we we get like burned out and fried and our cortisol is through the roof and our hormones are off and our adrenals are shot and we're wondering like why we you know we're just eating greens and we're not eating the carbs and we're low on the mm-hmm. sugar why can't i take it off because your body is fighting to hold on to every ounce of nourishment and, and healthy fat or bad fat that it has. And until you can increase the quality of your sleep mm. and decrease your stress levels and deepen your self-love, that's really it, mm. your body's just going to fight for its life. So all those other things need to be in order before you can lose, you can let go of what isn't yours anymore. I love that.
0: Right. What's no longer serving us. And oftentimes it is a few pounds around the middle. And a lot of women, especially women around our age, because you and I are about the same age, you know, they just kind of give in and settle for it. And it could be hormone rebalancing. There's so many different effects, but you're right. It's a holistic approach. And I love that you you know, broke that down. It's like, it's more than just the celery juice from from Michael, which is very true. And you know what, I love what he said. He's like, you can even eat fast food which probably makes you cringe. But as long as you're doing the celery juice, I'm like, yes, I can have my in and out burger. As long as I'm doing a little bit of celery juice you know, every <laughs> single day. Sorry, it's just like every um, once in a while it calls to me. Well, I don't want to start with just the perfunctory. So let's start with your childhood and your first journal that you ever kept that then you burned later, which I love you yeah. for. And I, I did the same, mm-hmm. all of them, by the way. And I want to know, because you always talk about it, What is lighting you up right now the most?
1: Oh, what's lighting me right up right now is simplicity. So I have very recently, like in the last six months, admitted that I'm a workaholic Mm -hmm. and I use the term in like its full scope. So it's not like, oh, I'm just like a work junkie and I'm motivated. No, like workaholism is a very socially accepted, more than accepted, it's a socially praised addiction. Yeah. And so when you wake up to an addiction, I mean, I just got to a point where I couldn't get on another fucking airplane and I just couldn't work. I could not work. It wasn't even physical because, you know, as I've just described, I really got my my physicality together. My vitality was there. It's just like emotionally, spiritually, psychologically, I was really cooked. Mm. So what's exciting me now which I never thought I would say this, is simplicity and ease. Mm -hmm. And really, I'm starting to get on deep levels, like what it means to be in the flow. Mm -hmm. You know, all these things we've heard from mystics forever, especially, you know, if you're in the personal development space. And I kind of, I got them conceptually, but I really, you know, I fell apart in lots of important ways, beautiful ways over this last year. And I just like, okay, I get it. And it's not like I'm going to go with the flow because I have to or had no other choice. It's like I really get that life wants to carry me, that all my ideas, all my creativity, the beauty that's in my life and my love and vitality, none of that comes from my to-do list.
0: Mm.
1: None of it comes from my quarterly objectives. Those things are really important, but they're not as important. As first, like simplify and be still and feel the flow of God, of presence, of love. And then from there, you know, once you're in that that river of the holy, Mm -hmm. from there you make some really awesome plans. And it's usually a good idea to stick to really awesome plans. (laughs) Like I'm all for pivoting. I'm a great quitter. I'm really, if something's not working, it's done for me.
0: Another way in which I know that we were destined to meet because I had a blog for a while called Quit to Win. I was one of the, one one of only two people to ever quit The Apprentice. I know a long story about why I even did the damn thing, but Quit to Win was like a big deal because I'm like, wait, why aren't more people quitting things? Quitting jobs, quitting relationships, quitting habits, addictions, just self-awareness around what's no longer working. I love that you wear that badge of, I'm really good at quitting. And I think more people, should. So what did you quit this last year? Because you mentioned some things were falling apart, which I'm imagining you also know means things are really coming together, right? So that mm-hmm, you can yeah. see so clearly what you really need now. So what are some examples of some of those things falling apart?
1: Well, I quit racing to launch things. Mm. I've always got a long list of ideas or a short list of really big ideas. (laughs) And I've always been in the mode of like, okay, let's, let's set a launch date, which is usually as soon as humanly possible and Mm -hmm. let's go. And I stopped that. And I stopped that with the support of my team. They're just like, you know, what we asked ourselves, what is we knew that radical simplicity was what I needed and if I'm not well, then I'm not going to be able to take care of my team. So what's radical simplicity look like? And it looked like, you know, how about instead of launching 12 things next year, we launch four things. Mm. And, you know, I got to kind of, Ooh, that's like, radical, <laughs> maybe uncomfortable. what am I going to do with all that time? But it ends up that like you heal and you be with your friends and you live and you make better things and you go deeper. And it's so much like sweeter that way. So I quit the The rapid fire approach of launching, Mm. I quit feeling like I was letting everybody down Mm. by not responding to their text immediately or their email immediately. So he's like, I'm not the only thing going on in their life. Everybody's just as full and busy and lots of us are just as addicted. So like they can wait to hear from me, but I really had to choose my wellness, the health of my inner child, Another thing I thought I would never be talking publicly about, but I had to choose all of that sanity Mm -hmm. over pleasing everybody else. Mm -hmm. And I changed my relationship to sleep. Mm -hmm. I quit checking email like right before I went to bed, give or take. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just let myself sleep like a normal person. Like Like how many
0: hours a night do you sleep now?
1: Well, for sure I have to get seven. Mm-hmm. seven and a half seems to be my natural rhythm mm-hmm. and if I need nine hours of sleep I do it mm. I also am aware you know Ay- Ayurvedic teachings and, and that way of creating wellness is like it really works for me and Ayurvedically they're not about getting excessive sleep so like you know I had one Ayurvedic teacher who was like look don't nap I was like, what I'm <laughs> like no rest mm. Which is still radical for so many of us. Close your eyes for ten to fifteen minutes in the day, and just be still and rest and see what thoughts are floating by. But don't sleep. I was like, ah, oh, and that that works for me. Just stay in the groove of awakeness so that when you sleep, you are really sleeping deeply. So, <laughs> were you a napper before? Yeah, I, yeah. I, could, I could for sure nap, but that was because I was staying up too late. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. <laughs> you say, yeah, I love how I read somewhere that you're like, I either stay up too late or I really want to get up early. Well, maybe I'll do 4 a 4 a.m. because it's late, but it's early. It's, yeah. early, <laughs> and I like it that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. So depending on the amount of sleep you get is like whether or not you'll nap or take the restful breaks. Mm-hmm. It's super important. I'm like a nine hours a night kind of gal. Wow. Yeah. And I, and I totally rock it. And I'm like, listen, if you want me to be sexy or funny, or even kind of smart, I got to get my minimum eight. But yeah, I just, I love it. I want to go back and just kind of unpack the workaholism for a second, because I really do think it's an epidemic. And I think that people wear, and I'm sure you agree, the badge of busy. And when you said a moment ago about really drawing boundaries or sort of raising your standards around this simplicity and this ease and this nourishing of your soul in this sort of newer version that we're always evolving into of, you're not going to respond right away if it's not critical. And even if it is, is it critical to you or is it critical to them? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And knowing that difference, Mm -hmm. how has that impacted you? So you've, come up with simplicity and ease and i love all that stuff but like what is that quality of life now for you if you could just distill
1: it down into a core desired feeling hmm. yeah i would say flow like you know you're catching me in this at this time where you know i'm just like kind of reemerging what does a simplified life look like and i've noticed just in the last few weeks like i still want to draw all these other kinds of boundaries where it's like, okay, today, no phone calls. And today, you know, maybe I'm going to tell the team, like I work Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and that's it. And even that is coming from a fearful place. I mean, this is taking like some deep analysis. No, I'm
0: with you. Like I only schedule these interviews on Mondays and Tuesdays. And even that is like, but what if I don't want to do it on a Tuesday? You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm so about me first right now, oxygen Mm -hmm. mask. It's otherwise I got nothing to give to anyone. So I hear you, loud and clear, so go. <laughs>
1: well, I, I want to be, I want to be in the world. Like I want to be dancing with life.
0: Mm.
1: And of course there's times where you just, you know, it makes sense. Like, you know, Tuesdays are going to be your interview day. And cause you, you know, other people are involved. You need to schedule things, but I've lived a pretty monastic life. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm either like really in, or I'm really out. Like I'm out and I'm doing speaking gigs or I'm I'm doing some kind of online event. But kind of like other than that, I really made myself hard to find. And that actually supported being a workaholic. It was a survival mechanism, which I really needed for a long time. It's like how to recover from divorce, how to how to in a sane way create a, you know, a culturally or socially successful business while being a really active single mom. Like Stay home, do your work, make your products, have a snack for my kid at 3 p.m. That was all cool. So some of that was healthy. Some of that is like it's just not healthy anymore for me. Like I need to trust life. I need to trust that I'm that the flow is there, that I'm going to be carried, and that I don't need to say yes or no to X amount of gigs a year. I'm going to say yes to the ones that feel right. Like I just really want to be in the feeling of life. And because I've been so introverted and monastic but at the same time working so ridiculously hard in other ways, you know, like year before last which led to Mono, I did 21 cities in a year. Wow. And you know, I it's a practice of mine that like every gig I do, I hug every person. Like oh that's like 2000 people so <laughs> and that's a lot of energetic exchange too yeah you know, especially yeah especially
0: if your true nature is to be monastic you know and you're a true introvert i i say i'm a situational extrovert i'm a gemini i really am all air triple air by the way um and i know you're all fire but yeah that's a hard one when you're out there giving so much and you need to refuel and recharge and reset
1: Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. -hmm. Yeah, I get my energy in solitude, but I want to shift that a little more these days. So now (laughs) I just like, what's it going to be like today to dance with life and to not hide? I got to, I got to stop hiding.
0: Now, when you say stop hiding, oh my God! It's like you're you're reading my journal from 2017. At the end of last year, I I actually said I will no longer isolate. I like I rearranged my values and hide and all the things that I used to do to, whatever, defend, protect, isolate. All these things that I thought protected me. Yes. From- From people. (laughs) Yes. It's like, what does it mean when people want to spend time with you and talk to you and bug you? And someone's like, uh, that's a connection. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, I don't want any of that right now. You know? Mm -hmm. So I, I hear you. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I know. Take a big breath. And so not hiding Would that. include? I mean, does that include like opening your heart to love in the world of romance? For sure. For sure. Is that something you desire?
1: Oh yeah. I'm so, I am so ready to oh, I love it. be with a partner <laughs> yes. who like meets me, we meet each other and wants to just, you know, heal through a passionate life mm-hmm. that actually serves the people around us too. Cause it's just so lovely and hot. I'm gay. I'm, I'm really ready to start a family again. And that doesn't mean me like making a baby, but, uh, yeah. It's, it's maybe um, like a divorced dad or something like that. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, like dudes in my sphere. right? I mean, <laughs> really, I'm really only interested in people, like I was working with a matchmaker and she, and I told, she said, you know, are you open to divorce men? I was like, like, of course. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, is that a trick question? <laughs> and Actually, I'm more interested in divorced men. Oh, girl, because you don't like girls. Sorry, (laughs) I don't like. Wait, I'm. I'm,
0: It's difficult for you, and it is for me too. And I knew that, and I'll still keep it in because it's real. But um, yes, I'm with you on
1: that. So my apologies. Well, the reason the reason for I'm interested in maybe more so than divorce men, although it's Mm. not a prerequisite, is like I'm really interested in people who have suffered Mm. and people who have. Transform their pain into power. Yes. And who know how to grieve. And I think, you know, attracting, finding, allowing, creating love, you know, quote, the second or third time around, <laughs> it's like so powerful and so miraculous. Like, I'm, you know, yeah, you want to be with someone who's like, their heart's been beaten and they're just like, ah, I know who I am. Yes. And I've got even more to give. Yes. And
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So great. So obviously looking for some polarity, I've, I've heard you say, and I think I've read where you've written that, you know, you fully embody femininity at times and there's other times when you're fully immersed in your masculinity. And we're always a dance in between, mm-hmm. you know, both and other elements too, but to balance polarity, how would you describe a uh, masculinity in the man that would catch your heart on fire?
1: Um, <laughs> well, I'm very attracted to men who have a sense of direction. Yes. Like they're they're up to something. They know what they want. They're decisive. I think in a really healthy way, I want to be taken care of mm-hmm. in a way that masculine creature only can take care of me. And I want to take care of a dude in only the way that a woman can take care of a guy. Like I want mm-hmm. to be someone's refuge and harbor and that kind of feminine nourishment, you know? You'll be I, so good at that. I'm gonna be so good at that. Oh, so I'm attracted to men who are whole, like who do embody the classical feminine characteristics of like they're inclusive and they're heart centered. Mm. It's like, you know, I think where humanity is going right now is it's got to be heart first and intellectual engagement second. It doesn't matter how you identify. Um, yeah, make, make me laugh and mm-hmm. yeah. And maybe appreciate Leonard Cohen. Yeah. Appreciate Leonard Cohen or at least like want to, like, he can sit in the bath and I can read him Leonard Cohen poetry. That's fine. <laughs> oh, that is the yeah. sweetest image. <laughs> 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 That's the sweetest
0: image. I love it. But ideally you'd mm-hmm. be in the bath together and then maybe reading back and forth. Who knows?
1: Yeah. I'm, well, I'm for that. Yeah
0: how does a man get access to a, a woman like yours heart? How does that happen? I mean, you you said you're talking to a matchmaker or you were, are you still?
1: Yeah. I have numerous scouts right now.
0: <laughs> are you on any online dating apps?
1: No, 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 no. You know, I got on, I went on a couple and it's just like, hmm. you know, the quantity wasn't flattering. It was gross. It was just too too overwhelming.
0: Yeah, it's totally a job. Yeah, and it's, it just, and then it starts to make you, or at least this is my experience, feeling bad about myself. Like, you know, I shouldn't be so picky. I shouldn't be selective. I'm like, no, but wait, you know, this is like noodles on a wall. Why should I have to swipe right? You know, because I'm always battling this shit inside my head. I'm with you because I had a year off. I took a sabbatical from dating Mm -hmm. after I fully grieved and lost a love that I'm grateful for every moment we were together. And I'm so grateful that we're not. You know that full circle and full awareness of all the gifts of each chapter, but I just started embarking on dating a couple a couple days ago. <laughs> a couple days ago, yeah. Okay. And so I'm right there in it, like you know. And I and I was the reason I asked you about masculinity because I was having this conversation with someone, you know, about what that means for me, and I use actually some of like verbatim, the things that you just said. It's like, I want someone who's decisive and I want someone who's up to something, right? And he's, and I said, heart-centered and fully self-aware, like he knows who he is. There's a presence about, about him. And I believe that that man exists because I'm like, that's a unicorn. That's a rainbow unicorn. Like, but he's out there. I know that he is because if I can dream it, I can have it, right? It's not unlike any other creative endeavor, business idea, collaboration, launch, all the things that we're used to. It's like, if we can visualize it, it's there. And then we just have to open ourselves up to it and maybe recognize it or pause when we think we might be recognizing it for it to have a shot. So that's my crux right there. It's like, okay, maybe meet someone. How is there an opening? So in your world of being busy, but yet more simplistic now more than ever and flowing and in ease and opening yourself up to being less of an introvert, are you going on dates? hmm yeah. Mm, yeah. And God, I mean, does that just feel like an interview or are you able to be open in that
1: process? I'm super open, but I'm like, I'm a bit of a cat. Like I'm just going <laughs> to sit there and observe. You're not going to give it away. Well, I don't think like, I just think like, I can only work with what you give me and I'm not going to carry it all. Right. And I actually, you know, to rewind to what you're saying about are they out there? And if you can dream it, you can, <laughs> you can ride it. Um, but <laughs> That's a white hot truth. Writer. I just, I just don't buy that the world isn't full of loving humans. Like, yes, there is the patriarchal mindset that both women and men carry that needs to be obliterated and transmuted. But I have lots of, you know, what David Data would call third stage, Mm -hmm. evolved, present. I mean, you you hit, that's the word is present. Mm -hmm. You have to do a lot of work. You have to love yourself. You have to have wrestled your demons to have the the courage and the strength to be present in front of another human. I have a, you know, they're all, they're, they're married or we're not going to work out romantically for other reasons, but it's like, there are lots of present, beautiful men in my life. Proof. Proof of concept, right? Proof, and I have no doubts about my future or what's out there at all.
0: Oh, that's so awesome to hear! And that's where it starts, right? And then we just create this open canvas for, like, okay, you know, I can't know when, where, why, and how. I just know that the what. Ah, I see that for you because I I heard you talk to Lewis Howes in one of your interviews with him, but I think it was the more recent one where you guys started to get into this whole discussion and you guys have a close friendship or so it seems. So Mm -hmm. it was a very fun conversation to get to be a fly on the wall, you know, because it was like two friends, you know, having juice or whatever. You had said something about nobody really has ever known you. Mm -hmm. And then he really tried to dig. and You're like, get off my block. You know, it's like... Mm -hmm. Do you feel like that's still the case? hmm yeah. Sure. yeah. See, when so for me, as I'm listening, I'm nodding and I'm thinking, nobody knows anybody, Lewis. Like I know you think well, oh, this is just me and I love Lewis, by the way, love. But I was just like, Yes, no one really knows anyone, you know, and that's okay. But it's like we can invite people in to give them glimpses. But I, I was curious about that piece of the conversation because he was like, yeah, people know me. It's like, mm, you know, they, no one ever knows anyone fully. And that's what can keep it so exciting, right? And that's, that's what I'm celebrating for you in advance with your... Your next love um, and and lover, because <laughs> yeah. the world needs more of that. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think so. Yeah, yeah it's very exciting and beautiful. You know, you talked a lot about simplicity and ease in the beginning of this chat, and there were some things that you posted recently on Instagram where I was just I, I celebrated with exclamation marks in my feedback to you because you wrote one post about the beautiful terror of going slow slower. Mm -hmm. And then I think the next day or two days later, you wrote, quote, slower is brave. Slower is flow. Slower is faith.
1: Slower, as I've come to discover, is love. Love. Mm
0: -hmm. Ah, what do you mean by that?
1: Well, it's really kindness. It's the way to be kind to yourself Mm. instead of racing. So I think we, you know, this goes back to Mm. workaholism. Mm -hmm. We race because, we're proving. We prove because we think we're not worthy. <laughs> and if we think we're not worthy, there's some trauma there. There's some pain there. There's stuff we're not looking at, and so we distract ourselves with all of these, with basically with just busyness yep. and speed. And you know, I'm here to testify that you've got to look at the pain, or you will never be whole. You've mm-hmm. got to transmute the trauma into strength and healing and it's brutal you will have to do uncomfortable things you may not leave your house for three months Mm -hmm. you may have to put a lot of therapy costs on your credit card Mm -hmm. you'll cry a river of tears and have difficult conversations and you will be free you yeah. will be free. You will be powerful. You will have the monkey is off your back. The secret is out. You know who you are. You will be radiant. You will be healthier. You will be thinner. You will be plumper. Whatever it is that mm-hmm. health looks like for you, you will be able to attract and receive real love. That's like sustainable. Mm. Going to, I mean, just to use the lightest possible word, you're going to be happy. Yeah. And it's worth it. It's worth it. But just believe me. Just believe me. If you're not, if anybody is listening and they're just doubting, like, it's worth it. And part of the flavor of hell, the hell of personal development, <laughs> is you think it's never going to end. You think you're going to lose your mind. You think you're going to go crazy. You think going to fear the fear and you're going to be ashamed of your shame and that's why we're like we're not in this alone there's so many other people who've gone through dark nights of the soul and the crisis of faith and hit the wall and rock bottom and all that who are on the other side to say look I'm here as a testament of hope I'll text you every day Mm. to make sure you're getting out of bed and you will get out of bed and you will get stronger but slow down yes slow down So you can feel the pain and so you can feel the joy.
0: Mm. And what are some of the things that you do that have helped you to slow down now more than ever?
1: Can I, I'm going to shift that question a bit. So, I mean, I had to slow down or I thought I'm going to get, uh, there's a tumor that's going to happen. I'm going to get in a car accident. Something's going to, if I don't change, life is going to really give me a two by four here.
0: Mm.
1: And so how I got through the addiction of workaholism, the addiction of speed, basically, Mm -hmm. and all the pain that that brought up for me and all the questions. You've probably heard me say, like, my friends are my religion. I really asked for help. Like, hey, can you check in on me? This is a really difficult time of my life. Check in on me. Yeah, I've been such a, you know, solo Lone Ranger. I'd never experience like discomfort with being by myself and it started to surface. And I was like, is this what people mean when they want to be with other people? <laughs> like I like went there and I was like, Hey, can I come and work in your studio today? Mm-hmm. I just like needed to be with people. Mm-hmm. And I started to like create new ways for that to happen. I also went into more conscious retreats. So instead of just like taking it easy and not getting on airplanes, like okay i'm going to you know i've been going to this tiny retreat center on this tiny island for 3 to 4 days at a time to just pray mm. and to lie on the grass under the trees and then mm. come out and be like super engaged in life and also i really took a, a almost like a fast off of violence in the media mm. i was really much more intentional about the news i consumed i couldn't watch any violent television or movies. I just was not up for it anymore. What about politics? Well, I tell you, it's easier to be Canadian in terms of political conversation. So I didn't have like the daily assault. I had a buffer, let's say, from what Americans are having to birth their way through
0: right now. Exactly. And we're chatting. It's not lost on me that we're chatting on the midterm election
1: day here in the States. And And I am pacing hey, right. with you. I mean, even I have a 14 year old son who's off to school today and we, we're both like, Oh God, please Lord have mercy. God help him." Right. Yeah. yeah, I know.
0: And I feel the same. And so that's why I asked about the politics because that for me, again, in December of last year, I just gave it up. It was like giving up, you know, diet Coke or something or cigarettes from my past because I realized that it was having this low grade, and sometimes much more in my face effect on everything. My patience, my ability to be loving and generous-hearted and open and and joyful because I was just always riding this low anxiety, fear, paranoia, and and utter despair. Yep, that's Mm -hmm. the way it was going. I was like, well, what am I listening to? All day, every day in the background Mm -hmm. is some political station. And I'm like, just turn it off. And then, by the way, then that sort of evolved into other friendships, quote friendships, right? Or conversations or people in my life that also just had to go. So it's been a lot of releasing. So I, I love that you're talking about these very simple and profound elements in our life that oftentimes a lot of humans aren't aware of that are just constantly in our realm. It's like, wait, you can, you can consciously choose not to listen or partake in something like that. So even things like violence in films and television, if, that, if you're feeling sensitive to that right now and it's affecting your psyche, your soul, let it go, turn it off.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, and, and what, you've, what you're describing isn't, it's not about dropping out, it's not about not caring, it's not right. about not being an activist with your vote and your opinions right. on social media and at the office, whatever. It's also, there's another level of intelligence that needs to come into play, which is, you know, you've got the mindfulness to take control about what you're consuming, but then the, and the next level up is to realize that mm-hmm. everything is subjective. Like so much of the news we're being fed is lies. It's designed for panic and anxiety exactly. because panic and anxiety has you Sell. tune in. It sells. So, you know, I just watched a and this was part of me moving into slower and to trust and to flow was as I was moving away and saying no to the violent stuff and to mass, massive consumption of bad news. Mm. I was also deciding like, I'm just going to find the masterful teachers that I resonate with the most. And I'm going to listen to them. Like I'm taking medicine every day. And you know, one of those people for me is Eckhart Tolle Mm. and he did a talk where from his iPad on stage, he, he asked people to listen, to tune in to what they felt in between his pauses, in mm. the gaps of each sentence. And he was reading a news story on the US's relationship with North Korea. Mm-hmm. And you could tell as you know, he was reading it in a certain cadence and kind of breathing between each sentence. And If you're listening mindfully and you're feeling, you're listening with your body, you can realize, oh my God, this is one big fucking panic button, (laughs) one trigger alert after another. And just how blah, 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 doomsday, Nick, 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 terror. And, and it's all just, it's, it's all prognostication. Like this could happen. So-and-so says this could be the worst. This could be the terror, you know. (laughs) <laughs> and you're just like, nobody knows that this could, you know, we don't want to be like Pollyanna, but like everything could be fine. <laughs> right? None of, this, none of this may come to pass, right? But there's no hope woven in to the daily news. So stop eating it, stop regurgitating it, look for hope. Like, you know, what I try to do in my very micro way with my small platform is like let's just put up. If I do anything and, and on social media that isn't my own content that has anything to do with current affairs, mm-hmm. I try to make it hopeful. Right, and I will not. You know, I have some people like I go, oh my gosh, I so admire their work in the world, but if it's got any hate rhetoric in it, if it is even speaking ill of people who have been voted in, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't put it out there. I don't want to talk about anybody anybody with such venomous cruelty I want to I want to be objective Mm -hmm. I want to offer solutions I would like to put forth my ideologies for you know a great future and justice but I'm not gonna I'm
0: not gonna be mean you have a great truth bomb. There's several that are my favorites that are on my phone and I constantly look at and I'm happy to rattle them off to you if you'd like to hear. But one of my favorites <laughs> is what question are you living? And it mm. just resonates every day because I have fundamental questions. And one is it's it's speaking about our political climate, especially today. And I voted like it's 701, you know, this morning when the <laughs> polls open. I just I have a full day and I'm like, just get her done. Super important, even in the blue wall state of California. It's super important because everything is felt. But I always like to ask, you know, what else could this mean? Let's just say things don't go the way that I voted. It's like, well, I still had the right and the privilege and the honor of Mm -hmm. voting. And what else could this mean? Because I have a fundamental belief, and I'm curious as to what you think, politically and otherwise, that life is always happening for us, never to us, and that there is a reason for everything. Mm -hmm. You know, and if you want to stamp it with Obama's, you know, don't boo, vote. Let's just say someone's more to the left or maybe centrist, politically speaking, or whatever. It's like, you still have a right to vote, so make your voice be heard. But at the end of the day, even though you know there's a president in our current administration that I may not agree with everything he does, how do I know, going back to my question, what question are you living, what else could this mean, that this isn't for our highest and best good? I mean, do you take it there?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? I have to, or I would go crazy. I've got to find out. And... If I take it to the micro, the micro being my little life, <laughs> right. everything that has broken my heart, hurt me, let me down, not gone the way I worked so hard for it to go, I prayed so hard, has turned out to move me forward. Hmm. It has turned out for my betterment, my evolution. My, somehow it's got me back to being more soulful and powerful and joyful. Who you really are underneath all the bullshit. Yes. And all the illusions. So, yes. And I think, you know, this is not an original thought at this point, but I think, you know, all the toxicity that is currently represented in the US political system, it's just been bubbling under the surface. Yeah. You know, here there's another conversation. One, One of the dudes I follow on, Instagram. So funny (laughs) to talk about like spiritual leaders this way, but is, is sad guru. That's Mm -hmm. S A D H guru. And one of his students asked him, he's like this really hip East Indian was like a really successful business guy who had an enlightenment experience. Mm. One of the students said, if you could go back in time, would you kill baby Hitler? Mm. This is, Mm. this is, I mean, that's a great Question so provocative. And his answer was no. No, because everything that was happening at that time in history was really the toxicity and the hatred that was already existing in individuals in that mm-hmm. culture, just being brought to the surface. And it was brought to the surface by the man who grew up to, you know, be the monster that was Hitler. And he was just a genius at organizing things. He was a genius coordinator. So he was able to coordinate the hate that already existed. So if, you know, and then he goes along with the question and the hypothesis, you know, he said, so if I were to kill baby Hitler, who's to say another Hitler type of coordinator would not have come along to coordinate the pre-existing hatred that needed to come to the surface anyway to be healed. That's a very intriguing way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the leaders in position are mouthpieces for pre-existing conditions. I
0: agree. I really do agree. And that's, that's, that's an... You're right. A very provocative conversation and question, but it reminds me of a really great children's book written by Neil Donald Walsh, which you may be familiar with called The Sun and the Little Soul. Are you familiar with it? No, I don't know the book, but of course Oh, you know what? I'll send it to you. You will love it and read it to your man when he's taking a bath. Uh, (laughs) But basically the premise is, is that every soul And their incarnation no matter who they are came for a purpose to serve humanity and it's such a beautiful way to look at some of the most gruesome awful horrific terrible things that happen on the planet but it's like but if it's if it's growing us and evolving us you know it's like and who are we to say that if it wasn't that one then it would be another one because there is a need for it and that wasn't said as eloquently as you just did or nearly as as well as the book is written but but it's such a beautiful premise of like the things that cause us the most pain or that seem so confusing right the things that happen in life it just for me it, it really resonated as as a truth bomb
1: and you have to leave room for mystery like we right. don't have all the answers and I've almost like driven thank
0: you for saying that
1: crazy yes trying to figure out the why and the mystery and the karma and the past lives and why this and how can I transmut and <laughs> I just I don't know but I think to be to be whole to be sane to be sane mm. It's about being hopeful in the midst of that mystery. Yes. And I think I'm, I'm down with a lot of mystical teachings that say we, we are here to transmute the darkness into light. And another way of saying that is to transform illusions and lies into truth. You know, the illusion that you aren't worthy. Let's transmute that into that you are worthy of everything. And I don't think that we can do that alone. I think we do it with source, God, the mother, and we do that with each other, with our fellow humans, all of us being part of source. It's like so many of us are waiting for, you know, a big sign and or an angel or God or the divine father or mother to talk to us. They're talking to you when your friend texts you and says, you got this.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. There's another truth bomb that I just love. And you talk about we create our lives by loving. And I really sat with that. I mean, seriously sat with that and then just kind of, you know, searched my own soul for is this really my truth? And Mm -hmm. I don't think there is a more profound truth. We create our lives by loving. And I love this idea of transmuting unworthiness. And I think, because you talk about conscious gratitude a lot. And in fact, its I think it's in your week right now from the Desire Map book, which by the way, I don't know if you know this, but my mom and I facilitated, well, it was really my mother who was at the helm, but she facilitated a whole Desire Map workshop, which is really cool. Uh, I know. Thank you. I know. You. I know. And I call her this morning. I'm like, do you remember like, what are your core desired feelings? And she's like, oh, honey. So we talked about it, and then I talked about mine, and I was like, oh, but here's how mine's kind of changed, and here's what I, you know, and it was just such a wonderful conversation to have with my mom, which we do regularly anyway, but going back to the whole, do you really know someone? Why don't you start talking about core desired feelings and go through the book, and then it's like, wow, you're going to get some beautiful access, but that conscious gratitude, I would think, and I'd love to hear your thoughts, that, that could be a beautiful not spiritual bypass and not overlooking anything, but an antidote almost, or like an immediate remedy for those feelings of unworthiness. When we just get consciously grateful for everything and everyone in our lives in this moment that we could possibly list.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, on my worst days, which I hope these are behind me. Like I, <laughs> I don't want to really go through the dark night of the soul again, but mm. you know, when I've gone through those, the darkest valleys. Some days I wake up and I'm just like, okay, today's medicine is gratitude. And it mm. just has to be so micro. Like, yes. I'm grateful for the breath. I'm grateful for my toothbrush. I'm <laughs> grateful. I'm, you know, so I just look at my kid and I go, thank you for being healthy. Mm. You know, it just makes life so much easier that you're healthy. Thank you for these oranges in the bowl on the counter. Just everything. Yes. And it just gets your like your neurons firing a different way. Yeah. I mean, it's scientifically proven. I know. It's not just like a woo-woo thing. Like <laughs> they can put the electrodes on your brain and see how your neurons fire when you are intentionally holding thoughts of gratitude. Mm. It's, it's way more better when you are <laughs> there.
0: way more better.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And it allows for, you know, access, at least for me to have that radiance and that joy mm. and want to really live my purpose and connect meaningfully you know, with others that I come across. I'm sure the same with you. Mm -hmm. You know, this is the mindset mashup, and I love your truth bombs, and so do millions of people around the world. And I want to know, like, what triggers your truth bombs? And then how do you measure whether or not that's a real truth bomb or just a fleeting, like, oh, that's nice, but it's not going to make the paper?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, most of them make the paper because you can look at them in different angles. Like sometimes you're just like, that is not truth, but it could be Mm. (laughs) be somebody else's truth. Or if you thought of it this way, that could be a little perennial nugget. I mean, sometimes, you know, when they get posted online, someone will take me to task. I'm like, look, Mm. I've got like a little three by four card to fit in five to seven words. Like I'm not writing an essay here on the designs of metaphysic. Like just you resonate or you don't, you know, sometimes it's like, it's time to write some truth bombs and I can just sit down and be like, Oh, zip, zip, zip. There's five. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I will go back. This is just like, this is efficient. I will go back in blog post articles I've written be like, that's the line.
0: Do you ever go back and like want to, or actually do it, revise or renovate your truth bombs? Or once they're out there, it's like, you know what? That was my truth in that moment. I'm going to honor it, but I'm open to being flexible
1: at any given moment. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean lo- logistically, no, because they're all part of an app and they're all printed and like, I can't t- we don't touch them anymore. They're, yeah. Once they're done, they're done. But that points to like this other dynamic I have, which is I would love to change, burn, erase, rewrite everything all the time.
0: I know. I heard you say that several times and then you even burned all of your journals that you started from 13, except a couple, right? Where you had like business maps for, Mm -hmm. for more launches, but not more than four in a year. Um,
1: (laughs) (laughs) um, why, why do you
0: think you want to go and burn and, and start fresh? What is that?
1: I'm growing every day. I see things more clearly every day. I would like. I. I know. I was saying. I was going to say. I like to believe, but like, I know. I'm getting wiser every day. I'm doing my work, <laughs> and so some things are just like not. I don't think they're true it doesn't anymore. Resonate some, anymore right. it doesn't resonate. Some things. Right. I like, cannot believe I fucking said that. <laughs> and, like what? Oh well. I mean, I have to look at <laughs> everything I've said about life balance being a myth. Like that's true, but I kind of threw everything out with that theory. Like, I think it's healthy to aspire for balance. I don't think balance is a bad thing. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas before I was like, it is so not cool to be, but like nobody great has ever wanted to live a life of balance. Mm. Yeah. No, I think that's what you, I, I think when you're on your bed of burnout, you're like, you know, I might want to consider some life now. Mm-hmm.
0: As a recovering workaholic, <laughs> um, that is very yeah. loud and clear. Yeah. yeah, I love that. And I am all for that. You know, wave that flag loud and clear. Mm-hmm. I think more people need to hear that from people like you, right? Thought leaders like you, where yes, you are the queen of launches. You're also the queen, not only of desire, but I think detox, right? You're constantly shedding and constantly reevaluating and sharing that with us in real time, which by the way, I want to really acknowledge you for because not everyone acknowledges in real time there's too much at stake, right? Too much on the line. And so they'll say it with a little bit of time and retrospect, but you really give us the goods in real time. And, and I, it's one of the things that I really value and admire the most about you. Mm. And it makes me trust you. It's like, that's her truth and I'm good. But that's her truth right now. She's a growth mindset. She's not fixed, right? It's a mm-hmm. constant evolution, and so I love this. So yes, that recovering workaholic anthem, I'm, I'm all for it. By the way, you do realize... That for you to say four launches versus like, let's just say a theoretical 12, four still sounds really insanely ambitious. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I feel a lot. <laughs> so well, I don't know what 12. you're smoking up there in Vancouver, but four launches <laughs> in any given 12 months is a hell of a lot. <laughs> yeah. But that's exciting. What are you excited about launching for 2019? I mean, I've got my new planner in hand, which I'm very excited about.
1: Well, the planners feel really hot because this year, in addition to getting the physical paper planner in your hands, Mm. there's a digital version, which I had to be pushed into. I was like, no one does digital. (laughs) And they're like, yeah, okay, Dee, well, we're going to do digital. I was like, all right, if you think it'll work. But we created this program. So it's like, it's really this lifestyle boat. So... The day planner is designed so that you can just use it as a calendar thing and do your to-do list and have some soul prompts and look at gratitude and what you want to change and have take this more holistic approach. You don't have to have done the book, Desire Map. You don't need to know what your core desire feelings are. Mm-hmm. But we're sort of like, well, why, why don't we give you the opportunity to do that <laughs> so like this, and support you to do that? Everybody, you know, once they do the book or they go to a Desire Map workshop, they're just like, how do I make this stick and bring it to life? every day so we're just like well we can help you do that and so now there's this whole thing wrapped around the planner it's a program so I'm it's the first year we've done it and I'm really excited to see if it works (laughs) (laughs) like and, and by not not meaning like if it sells but does this really help you live from your heart right right so now is that
0: available now
1: yeah, it's okay. super available now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Very. Okay.
0: So, where would we find that digital version? Because I know a lot of people do prefer that these days. I I like writing things out personally. I love my book, but I'm old school, you know. And I also just think there's something to methodically, like somehow my brain and my heart align quicker. It's like a lightning fast quickening where I'm like, oh, it's happening because it's been written down and declared in ink. Uh, you know. Yeah. Which I'm sure you, as a writer, totally get. But For those listening that want to get the digital version, where would they get that? Everything is on Danielleport.com. Okay, great. I mean, you have so many goodies there. Everything, which is awesome. Yeah, I love the Desire Map Planner. And I love that you've come out with this holistic approach because I love your strategy, you know, which is feelings first and then strategy. And I love how you break that down. And you're like, because, you know, at the end of the day, all these goals or outcomes or achievements that you want to crush... It's because you're associating a feeling or desire, right? That's really what that is that's connected to that particular outcome. So Mm -hmm. what if you just started with the feeling? And then anything else that
1: happens is just a bonus. Mm -hmm. And even like before that, what if you just start with the idea, the notion that you are deliberately creating your life Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) and it gets to feel the way you want it to feel? More often than not, you're going to have days where it just feels the complete opposite of what good is to you. But more often than not, mm-hmm. you get to feel your definition of good. Totally. And honoring when it doesn't. You know, you mentioned
0: the dark night of the soul a couple of times, and it's so interesting. Well, it's interesting to me. I now spell night differently, I put a K on there.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm like,
0: cause it's, he's, he, it's always a he, my knight in shining armor, but he's always coming to serve me, right? To grow me, to expand me. And so it's even though when I'm like in it and I'm like, I don't want to go outside for two weeks. And that happens to me, by the way, I need to recharge and just be quiet and be still. But I'm like, this is a gift right now. Cause I'm going to come out so clear on what I need to do next. And it's not going to be a lot baby steps. But you are really giving me that permission right now. And especially following you in social as you're slowing down and you're making it more good. That's that's how you are letting yourself be led. The simplistic drive, (laughs) the Mm -hmm. ease, the flow. My top core desired feeling, by the way, is to be fluid. Because if Mm -hmm. I get stuck or I feel trapped or I'm resisting, I can't ever experience all the other things that I want to experience, which gets Mm -hmm. me to my true desire, which is fulfillment, but it's like, well, that looks all glossy and fancy, but what's underneath fulfillment? It's like flowing, you know, being fluid. How do you define fulfillment? It's a question I ask everybody, by the way.
1: Mm, Okay. How do I define fulfillment? The only
0: question that I'm asking you that's canned.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay. I feel fulfilled when I can be myself Mm. with a friend
0: Mm. and
1: when I can help a friend out.
0: That's beautiful.
1: Yeah, just love and happiness, really. (laughs) And I also feel so fulfilled making stuff.
0: Mm, You're so creative! Oh my god!
1: I just want to make. I just want to make, 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 (laughs) make. But but no longer at the cost of my health. So I want to make in the flow. I want to make from the flow. Yes. And yeah, I find that really fulfilling. And I. Something else I want to say about generosity. Like generosity is actually one of our core values Mm. within, you know, my little business and your little business. Nice humility there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) It it feels little these days. It really is part of my simplicity. It's like, there are people with more clicks, selling more books, making way more money with way more reach. And for me, I just like this. I, It's little enough that it feels healthy right now and it might be giant next to somebody else's show But it's just we got our arms around it. We feel lean and muscular. Mm. We're continuing to simplify but about generosity it's and maybe this is some of my ego talking but I feel really fulfilled when I can have those moments where I am generous or sort of as a business. We're generous Mm. and we're like fulfilling some need for somebody, but they're also, they're inspired by our generosity. Like, oh, well, if they can give, mm. I could give. Mm. And this is why I'm not quiet about our philanthropy or our charity. Mm-hmm. You know, there's lots of viewpoints. I think, oh, you should have more. One should have humility in, and modesty in <laughs> their charity. And there's a place, there's a place for that. But I just think, look, I think the world needs more charity. And who more says charity. that? Triple
0: and by the what? way, whoever this is that says the one should, that's hilarious. But but who says that one should be more quiet
1: or humble about their ph- philanthropy? It's a very kind of orthodox viewpoint. Yeah, like the, you just yeah. don't bring in your ego or your vanity.
0: That's but, like not talking about, you know, religion or politics. That's like not consistent with, you know.
1: Yeah. It's a religious, it's a religious viewpoint, yeah. but I'm, I think we need more of it. So I'm going to yes. talk about what we do. Good. And you want to talk about yeah. it right now? Uh, sure. Okay. Well, we, we build some donation component into almost everything that we launch. Mm. So like, for example, we launched a bunch of meditation kits. Mm-hmm. I saw those and oh, beautiful. I forget what the price range was, but it was like five, I think they were $25, 50 I don't, I don't, sorry, I don't remember. But five to $10 from every kit went into our charity pool. And in that pool, and then we've been very mindful about our choices. Mm. You know, one of our, our core values is loving kindness. Mm. And an offshoot for us of loving kindness is feminism. Mm. And so we support, E. Wenzler's V-Day to end mm-hmm. violence against women and any feminine identified creature mm-hmm. in the world. And she's a heroine of mine. And so V-Day, we also feel that an offshoot of feminism and loving kindness is to protect mother earth, mm-hmm. that being, you know, ecologically minded is, is an act of feminism. So we give a third of the, all the money that we raise goes to charity water, Oh, wow. I really think Scott Harrison and all the work they, I think he needs to get a Nobel Peace Prize someday with what they're doing to Mm -hmm. go into communities and what clean drinking water does for people. Yes. Especially for those who've never had it before. And then we allot a third of our money into an emergency contingency fund for if and when natural disasters. Yes. God, it's beautiful. We decided we wanted to be able to act quickly for things and in a, in a more substantial way and of just like, Hey, can we give a hundred bucks here or 500 bucks there? And also being mindful about that means that when natural d- disasters strike, we give that money to on the ground emergency efforts. So we try mm-hmm. and find, you know, so if there's been an earthquake in Mexico, like who there is going to make the best use of that money. And that's where that money goes. And I'm trying to really, I mean, I was just having a conversation online with Angie, who's marketing, creativity, genius, but we've been together for, I think we're going on nine years now. Wow. And I'm just like, you know, the thing I want to launch next year, not even quite sure what the thing is, but I'm just like, look, can you guys just wrap your head around what a pay what you can model would look like mm. for this? And it's tricky because it'll, it'll, There'll be a print component, and there'll be shipping, and, and how, how do I do that with we'll cost of goods sold? And you blah, mm-hmm. but um, you know, and the key teams coming back to me saying it's too complicated, Danielle. Just, just trust that you know, we've got so much free content and generosity for people who can't afford whatever it is, you know, whether it's 50 bucks or 100 bucks or 200 bucks. And I just, I'm just not, we're not going to stop with that. Like, there's a way, let's start a scholarship fund. We've got, you know, if loving kindness is a core value. You need to look at, not everybody's got the hundred bucks a month, but they want what we got. And let's maybe it's only just 10 people a month, get it for 10 bucks. I don't know what we're going to do, but there's a different way of doing things.
0: I love that. That really goes back to full circle, you know, an act of fulfillment for you. It's like a generosity that then, you know, would impact others and then possibly inspire them to pay it forward. And I know you have no strings attached. I've read that about you. I've heard you say it in multiple interviews. It's like you create, 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 launch, 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 and then you let it go you know and and i love that you're such an artist in the truest sense of the word it's like you just want to help everyone <laughs> you know love and connection is a core value of your company i love it and no doubt with all this flow ease and simplicity that you're really honing in you your team will figure it out they just will You don't need to know the how right now. You just know that it's possible, right? You got to name it to claim it. Going back to that man that's coming for you, Danielle. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right. Even though, of course, I'm also very open right now to love and I feel really (sighs) ready. Just I'm circling back because girls are girls and I declared us friends so we can talk about guys again. Okay. Like, who do I know (laughs) for her? I'm like, gosh. Okay. So, but I do have a lot of men listening. I didn't expect to go back here really quickly. So, describe him. I know he's heart centered, <laughs> decisive, he's driven, he's got something going on. He dances between, you know, masculine and feminine, and he's a whole man and he's got presence. Okay, we've just described him in the intangibles, but do you have a, do you have a type or do you care about that? And do you care where he lives or language? <laughs> <things>? <laughs> I'm not even a matchmaker, like, but I have been known to, to, to an connect people. Yeah.
1: Um, he can live anywhere. Okay. Uh, yeah, he can have passport. Him. Will travel. Yeah, yeah. Have mm-hmm. passport. Will, will, will travel. Does
0: he need to make more money than you? No. Okay. No. But he needs to have something going on. He has to be. <laughs> yeah. Look. I, you know, I, I live in LA. Yeah, that's code for you know a lot of actors at <laughs> like Starbucks at eleven a.m.
1: <laughs> <laughs> look. He can book a flight. (laughs) Yeah, and he
0: must be able to pay for the flight.
1: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Okay, got it. We're not traveling on my points. No. Um, I have a lot of different definitions of hot. Oh, come on, break it down. uh, Well, he's got to be hot. Like, listen, the most important. Like, I have to find him super sexy. Like, sexual chemistry for me is is. It's up there with kindness
0: <laughs> and heart centered um, and fucking hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Smoking hot. And that's, you know, it's, you know, listen, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And so is hotness. You're right. Like, I don't know why I want to take his
1: clothes off right now, but I do. And I don't need somebody who like this is what I get a lot. Like, you know, do you need someone who's like has their own drumming circle and has done ayahuasca <laughs> and is right on? Like, no. <laughs> no you I don't get to that have your for you own life and have your own direction yeah. you don't need to be in the new age space you need to be conscious and present <laughs> and if you've read some krishnamurti all the better oh. um, or david that, data or some david data that would <laughs> right be great. that's and good you know, and you know what you agree and disagree with with yes. david data because I'm not fully on board with any philosophers stuff carte blanche. Right, But I don't, I can remember having this conversation once with a girlfriend and she's like, well, my soulmate doesn't smoke. I was like, let's just stop here. Okay. So you can find a guy who you're totally attuned with. You both feel alive in each other's presence. He's fucking hot.
0: <laughs> and
1: you're going to say no because he has an addiction called smoking. Wow. Well, I was like, you might want to think twice about that because we all have different addiction stories going on. Some of us are more healed with them. Some of us aren't. And I'm just, I, if he was willing to quit, it like, okay, like, let's like move forward. It's like, mm-hmm. or a woman is just like, he's got to be six, mm-hmm. four. Like, well, look, my guy, six, four would be great, but he just needs to be taller than me. And I'm taller. Sure I'm only five, five and a half. I'm. What do you little. mean you're short?
0: I take listen. I resemble that comment. See, we are, we are, we are soul sisters. I'm five five as well. Five five, really. So. Um, but yeah, I I hear you. Well, could you go out with a man who's five seven?
1: Uh, well, let's see how sexy and conscious he is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And does he have his own, uh, Miles account? (laughs) That would be like a great bonus. Okay. Age range. We know he's divorced. We know he's probably a dad. He's had some responsibility in life. He's grown. He's grieved. Um, he knows who he is. So that part, yes. (laughs) That's so easy. Right. So now basics, like how old is he? Range.
1: He's 35 to like 50.
0: Ooh, I love it.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. You really do like him young and hot.
1: <laughs> well, that's a big range. That's a big range. So like beyond 55, things are starting to fall apart. It gets a little <laughs> tricky. <laughs> Gravity gets a hold of the best of us. <laughs> but, who, but who knows? Like this is, and this is part of, like how I live and everything I've written about, like mm. you stay attuned with how you want to feel, mm. and you may be surprised about the packaging that shows up. I mean, I'm not willing to compromise on those fundamental things of, of you know, super sexy, and <laughs> and we can dance on that. And you know, someone who really wants to get to the other side of conflict and just
0: yeah, like
1: one of my core desired feelings is team. Mm. I I want to be a team with my actual vocational team. I want to be a team with my kid. I want to be a team with my lover, committed partner. I want to, I'm, you know, even in terms of my career, like I'm interested in more collaborations than I have been in the past. I just booked a couple gigs where I'm on stage in conversation with somebody. It's not just the Danielle show because I'm, I'm just more interested in conversations now than, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: than. Thank God myself. Yeah. Thank, so. God. <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> I have another one follow-up question to the guy thing okay. <laughs> um, and, 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 and super hot, sexy. Have you experienced someone who wasn't sexy to you at first glance, but maybe after sex, they were like the hottest thing known to you? No, no, I no. have that can happen. <laughs> I know it it can happen. And and not the whole, he was a two at 10 and a 10 at two. (laughs) I don't mean with alcohol involved. I mean, like, I learned his heart and I learned his kindness and I learned his drive or whatever, his family dynamic and how much he respected his mother or whatever. I'm making this up right now because that guy hasn't been in my life just yet. But I have had hot sex that then turned him into hot. And I'm like, (gasps) oh. Why can I not get enough of that chest right now? You know what I mean. I'm like, I didn't even like you two days ago. (laughs) Well, I'll tell.
1: I can. This I can say. Okay. I have been super attracted, like at first meeting, to men who, you know, if I just seen a picture of them, I would have been a no. Or men Mm -hmm. who, like, you know, the general population would think, like, (laughs) this they are not classically handsome, but just. To be in their presence and to feel like really like a psychic magic connection. I, I'm just like, yes, I'm, I'm in. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's that presence. Yes. Do you ever follow any of Alison Armstrong's work?
1: I know of her work and the 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 Prince to the King and the in that language, like <sighs> I would I would commit to, if everything else was there, I would commit to late Prince. Mm-hmm. I would commit to a late Prince. I've been recently involved with a late Prince. And I just <laughs> like sweetheart, if you could just tip it over well you know and, um, late
0: prince though back to her vernacular has to go through what's called the tunnel to yes. become the king yes. and and the tunnel is often referred to as a midlife crisis but yes. it's really a midlife awakening I mean oftentimes that happens to men like through divorce or through the death of you know one of their parents or through a big career change or health crisis or whatever but it's been such an honor to have you on Danielle and you know it must be really weird to be you because I know right now I feel really weird to say this but I'm sure there are millions of people like me around the world that feel like they know you even though we know now that no one really knows you no one really knows anyone it's it's actually kind of surreal for me and i'll be very honest i was more nervous to interview you than anyone so far because really? i i respect you so much and i admire you with all my being because you're just honest and you're real and and it's you know there's a weight to truth so your truth bombs have a resonance because they are real and i'm like you know I don't want to fuck this up. <laughs> and, and I want her to feel heard. And I want her to feel, you know, like I'm, I really care and I'm invested in this. And not because I get to put your name on my podcast, but because I care about the moment and I really wanted to honor your time because you're busy and even now as you've really reduced your life to being so simplified which I didn't even know fully until this conversation I'm even that much more honored so I salute you really and truly for taking the time and saying yes to help me and being generous in your heart to give back to me in a way that I know I get to give back to my listeners
1: that was so lovely Thank thank you Thank you. Yeah. And thank you for being present. What a treat. I'm just, it was a pleasure. Thank you. And everybody listening, Ah, <sighs> just breathe. And yeah, let me, let me just give my own little close out if I can. I would oh, say, got it. should we do a little prayer? Do you want to do a prayer? I
0: would love it. I'm going to okay. cry.
1: <laughs> okay. Let's, let's do a prayer together. <laughs> Okay, so wherever you are, it's a good time to breathe. And if you have your hands free, however you're inspired, right hand, left hand, both hands on your heart, Mm. uh, center of your heart. And then I'll say a bunch of terms and whichever you resonate with. So we call on Mm. God, the divine feminine, the mother, the divine father, the creator, life source. We call on creation we ask today that you bless us with clarity so that we hear in our stillness, in our simplicity, in the heart of our big, delicious, expanding hearts, we hear and see and feel the choices that lead us towards truth, uh, that lead us towards connecting with each other, May all of our choices flow from love. Mm. And we give thanks for all the love that's here and the love that's always expanding. And so it is. And
0: so it is. Amen.
1: Amen. Mm.
0: Danielle took us to church <laughs> <laughs> Thank you Thank you my love You are an angel on this planet I love you Dan Laporte. Have a beautiful rest of your day And I'll talk to you soon Okay love Bye, oh, bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard today, please share it with a friend and you can head on over to iTunes to leave me a review. That would be so appreciated. And of course, if you'd like to reach me directly with any comments, questions, or feedback, you can do so at themindsetmashup.com. Thanks again for listening and I look forward to hearing from you. you.